The World Cup on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I think I, I, think I heard a, Kevin Caban sniggering in the back. I, I, I he enjoyed your slot column, I think. He's sniggering here in my ear. Come on in, come on. There he is, there, look. Forth. Oh, he has the top on. He's still wearing the same top. Yeah. <laughs> top I'm goal, just wearing top, whatever I can when I get up in the morning, you know. Top goal of the tournament so far. It's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon over there, is it not? Three hours ahead. Ten o'clock. Ten thirty, if you mean. Top goal, a Bubakar, surely. Four o'clock. A is class goal, yeah, I didn't A scoop, Ken, you love a scoop. I love a scoop. Uh, I like with charlatans. I, I with you the, the free kick. I think you're underselling that free kick from Chavez. What a free kick that is! The technique in that is unbelievable, mm. unbelievable technique in that goal. Uh, and he's going to be a player as well, um, even though Mexico and muck. Um, <laughs> who else? Really um, which goal would you have? Um, which would you have the Chavez I, goal or the Abubakar goal? Top of the list. Well, do you know what Abubakar wouldn't have done it because he thought he was offside. He honestly That's thought he was offside. Point. No, just, it's, it's true, he but, just, he, but that that it, would it was not a be great goal. For. It was a great goal. It, no, it won't be. But he, he he would never have done that because he just thought he was offside, so he just scooped the ball. I liked it. I liked Mbappe's. Um, was it the first goal that he scored against um, Denmark? No, was it Denmark? Australia goal? He did, was he did it? Did a little one two. The one where he went down the, the touchline and then the, it was Hernandez did the pullback for him, I think it was. It was great little play. Um, and then he, he, he kind of finished it off at the end. Lovely play down the wing. And Raheem Sterling's was a great team goal as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry Kane, uh, where he whipped it in for, for Sterling's. That was a great goal too. There was I, famous... I, I, I like Richarlison's. Richarlison, just for the moment, yeah. Brazil scoring mm. that type of goal. So I'd go with Richarlison, actually. Started the World Cup off. There was the famous Kevin Caban free kick, remember? Was it against Wolves, Kev? You were playing for West Brom. You were only a kid. The ball was just ro- flicked scored, back to I, you. I, I, I scored, yeah. I used to score a few free kicks in, in the day, Shane, you know? But that's probably one that... That was in a big derby, so that one... Yeah, the, it was Chavez-esque. It just rose. Yeah, was that the one where the commentator said, and Kevin Caban said afterwards that he meant it? <laughs> No, that, that was the overhead kick. You haven't got a clue. <laughs> Do you actually pay attention to anything? Oh, that, was, that, was, that was the overhead kick against Southampton. So, Richardson for you is number two, yeah? And Chavez number one. Well, no, no, don't. No, no, no. Stop putting words in his mouth. No, 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 no. He's saying Richardson won. I, I, I think won, I, I, yeah. I, and, but Chavez free kick, do not do not undersell. That, that is technically an incredible... That was like... You remember Ronaldo, something a bit different. Ronaldo scored the goal against Portsmouth, yeah. David James, for Man United. And it was like, wow, this is incredible. Because the free kick that Chavez hit, if you look at, you look at his technique as he hits the ball, it's, he kind of he, he hits up and down and his foot his foot like whips around the ball as he's, as he's hitting it. So he gets all the pace and to, to get the, the trajectory, the way that it goes into the top corner, um, that was... Unbelievable, unbelievable technique. What a goal. I, the Abubakar yeah, one for me is just, it's a World Cup moment. Mm. It only happens at a World Cup. You don't see that stuff happening. I know, but honestly, it's still in my mind, he would, he would never have I know done that, it. He but listen, it's the thing. He only do it at a World Cup. Yeah. Karl Poporski, Euro 96, got him in move to Manchester United. Yeah. Do you remember that? Big moment. Abubakar also um, adds to it because he had a great celebration because he pretty much just stayed in spash. When he eventually was well, Which actually kind of reflected the goal as well. Like, uh, yeah. No, but when it was allowed, he you know, celebrated well. Um, I like that. Thanks for coming in, Colm. Are you, are you kicking me out? Are you finished? Is that your, with your slot done? Well, if I finish, then Kev will be able to see you too. So yeah, I yeah, can okay. leave. Come on. All right. <laughs> well um, I enjoyed it, Colm. Well done. 
<laughs> Thanks, Kev. <laughs> Uh, Will we tell our audience what's coming up? Is that, is that, we go back to Kev? Is that the way to do it? That's what we'll do. Right, it's nearly 8 o'clock. You're watching RTBM. We're delighted to have you along with us this morning. We've so much to come between now and 10 this morning. Uh, we're brought to you by Gillette in association with Movember, effortless shave, magnificent mo, and you can sign up or donate now at movember.com. Uh, Kevin Caban, as you might have guessed, is standing by and <laughs> will be with us. I mean, again, in just a oh, yeah. second. Jasmine Baba, writer on all things German football. Obviously, such an interesting morning uh, there. Today, uh, following events last night, let's get Jasmine's thoughts on that last night. Michael Verney's going to look ahead to the double bill at Crow Park on Sunday. Um, the two Leinster uh, finals hurling in football, one after another. So we'll get his thoughts on that. He'll be joining us in studio. Anya Kinsla has just been appointed as the Wexford football um, uh, assistant manager and uh, we'll be getting Anya's thoughts. She's got a trail of success behind her. So what will she be bringing to the Wexford footballers? We'll find out uh, for you at around about nine o'clock this morning. Alan Quinlan's going to look ahead to an Interpro uh, derby this weekend between Leinster and Ulster but also some interesting news on the back page of the Irish Daily Mail this morning O'Shea in the mix it says uh, RFU may turn to the ex-Ireland star as Jones feels the heat uh, so we'll get Quinny's thoughts on that and if you have any other questions or comments for Alan Quinlan uh, about a quarter past nine this morning do get them into us and Damien Delaney in conversation with Nathan last night as well uh, after that now surprise surprise Kevin Caban is with us Kev the, you were um, very down at Belgium's chances of progression um, earlier in the week I mean you were very much off the fence six and a half years later Roberto Martinez has uh, I don't know what he's done, but the quote was, I didn't resign, this is the end of my contract. And it just felt to me, and I have to say, your words were definitely ringing in my ears when I uh, heard him say that, but even at such a low ebb, it's not an amazing look to still be trying to manage your own reputation. No, no. um, It's it's where where they've gone in that that time. They haven't really gone anywhere, have they? You know, I I heard you guys, I think you were talking about it yesterday, and I think I heard Shane saying, yeah, number one in the world, and take nothing away it's, it's a great achievement to become that side but it's it is about doing it in the major tournaments and the and they should have done that certainly the euros last time out world cups and things like that it's about it's about getting that momentum for the big tournaments and i think i, I don't think he's a sort of manager that's going to be able to manage a team through which would usually be four weeks or three weeks before a tournament and then four weeks so you're away for six seven weeks um of time away during a tournament I can I can imagine that uh, that the team didn't necessarily come together during that spell. I mean, I know he's only had a week to prepare for this one. I think that probably probably would have helped him. But the cracks had already started to show with Belgium a long time before the tournament started. Mm. The Germany stuff. What did you make of the whole goal situation last night? We've been debating it here. This yeah, morning. we're trying to. Yeah, we were trying to trying to get everything to get trying to get our heads around it because there was so much happening in the game. And at one stage, Costa Rica and uh, and Japan were both through. It, Okay, I, I missed you the buzz from the night before. We were we did the Canada game yesterday, so by the time we got back, we oh, just okay. missed the start of the match. But we got most of it. We got nearly all of it. Probably missed the first ten minutes of the game. Um, and the night before, I missed the buzz. I was at the I was at the Argentina Poland game, so I missed the buzz of watching it on TV and what was happening and things like that. Whereas last night, we got a bit of a feel for it, so we 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 had being on. So it was a, a little bit of. Keys and Gray watching what was happening on both on both sides, you know. <laughs> you just leave that hanging there, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, you, you, sorry, you asked me a question. What I made of it? Um, I know it was. Uh, you're half wanting as much as you want the big teams to be. You know, you want you want a big quarter final, a big semi final. The romance in us all wanted Japan and Costa Rica to do it because honestly, I've seen so much of Costa Rica. How they beat Japan and how they nearly beat Germany. They defensively they're they're awful. Like they are genuinely awful at the back. Um 
Kelo Navas covers up a multitude of errors for them. Mm. Going forward, they're not great. They, they've got a bang average team. Honest to God, bang average. They wouldn't be getting in, in our Irish team half of those players. That is the truth. They would not get in our Irish team. But I wouldn't say half. I'd say nearly all the players wouldn't get in the team. So for them to do what they did and beat Japan after getting beat seven, seven was about right, I thought, when, when they lost to Spain. I thought, yeah, this is, this is Costa Rica. And for them to have a good go at it, I think it shows that it's not all about, you know, it's about just, just having a will to win sometimes and, and showing a, a, a bit of steel and showing a little bit of passion and, you know, the cliched words that everyone uses. But we've seen it with so many teams in this tournament, Tunisia getting a win and Saudi Arabia getting the wins and things like this. Australia, I mean, how many Australia players were getting the Irish side? And they're in the last 16. It's just when you've seen these sides doing what they're doing and it's not by great football at times, but it's 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 shown a little bit of togetherness, a bit of fight, and it shows what you can do sometimes with a little bit of steel and togetherness. We were talking this morning, Kev, about how uh, that result last night now means because Spain finished second, that Spain avoid Brazil, Argentina side of the draw until yeah. the final, which is which is great if if that uh, you know I guess um, finishes in a Brazil Spain final. But does last night change how we feel about Spain? Are they still the team that that we're kind of building them up to be? Um, I, again, I, I mean, I, I couldn't really judge that Costa Rica performance. I, I mm. said that when we were talking the other day to a few of the guys over here. I said, Costa Rica are bad. Honestly, they're bad. So for them to beat them seven, it didn't really change my mindset. Spain will do the same whether they play against Brazil or whether they play against Costa Rica. Um, they, they'll, they'll keep the ball in front, of, in front of teams. Even watching them last night, Japan were kind of quite comfortable. They were just going, all right, you have the ball. No problems at all. You're never really going to run in behind us. You're not, we're not going to give you the space to run in behind us. And if that's the case, as we saw at the Euros, I found 18 months ago, it, they don't really have runners in wide areas running in behind constantly that's going to hurt you, that's going to open teams up. I probably preferred Asensio playing as the nine. He, they look better when he plays there. Morata, again, doesn't, doesn't necessarily seem to me with Morata on your side that he's going to constantly cause problems for defenders and he's going to and he's going to get his goal and take his chance although he scored a decent goal against Germany so I, I don't know I don't I don't I, I I never would have have Spain maybe in my top four or five they may make a quarter final and I think that'll be good for them but I, I think when they play against a side that's really going to go and attack them and want to win a game I, I think Spain will fall short again like when you look at Pedri and Gavi for example like uh, I was reading an article yesterday that was comparing them to the other two greats obviously that went uh, went before them um, with Iniesta and, and um, Xavi and, uh, I mean they're not at that level yet but it does it feel like it feels like a tournament a coming of age almost for them in a way that like I know you're saying obviously maybe outside the top four or five but players like yeah. that who'd have been not, obviously not unknowns but if it's a coming of age tournament for them and they they build their way in and suddenly before before we know it like they're in the semi-final and we're all sort of hindsight merchants going well these these, these players are amazing yeah. and why, why well, wouldn't the, they be there the, the thing is they, they could they could do that and that's that's the ability they've got but I'm not being funny neither Gavi um, nor Pedri on the level of Iniesta from what Iniesta and I know that Xavi was a great player that made the game tick over and he was great at dictating the tempo of a game and everything like that. And I, I could see Gavi or Pedri having that type of ability, but Iniesta was on a different planet. Iniesta was just what well, he was. He, he could do everything. He could pass, dribble. He could tackle, actually, as well, Iniesta. So, no, I don't see that combination. I don't see those two being at that level. I don't, I don't ever see them reaching that level. And again, who's to say what's going to happen in four or five years' time? They're still only young, young, young footballers that will improve. But 
Iniesta was special, very, very special. I think we un- we under mm. we, we maybe underplay it or we we don't necessarily see how good Iniesta was um, for the time and uh, for the time that he's playing. But no, Iniesta just off off the scale how good Iniesta was. I was watching that documentary in the BBC recently. I think it was called How to Win a World Cup, something like that. And he featured heavily in it. And the way with which his peers speak about him is evident that he was uh, he was off the charts good, really special player. Canada going home, but you're staying put. Is that the plan? That's the plan. Yes, um, yeah, they're gone. Obviously, they were gone after the um, the Croatia match. That was it, done and dusted for them. So, uh, yeah, we just I just look forward now. We've got uh, we have the game this evening. I, I I can't even remember who's playing this evening now. Top of my head, it's just it's been it's been a crazy ten days or so. It's just going from one to the next. So, I'm in for the late games tonight. So, uh, looking forward to looking forward to the games. Brazil tonight, isn't it? Yeah, Brazil, Cameroon, Brazil, and, and Serbia, Switzerland. Yeah, I mean that'll be a cracker. Cameroon, uh, sorry, Switzerland, Serbia will be there'll be a little bit of a meet in that one um, after maybe the last time they faced each other with the Xhaka and Shakiri situation with the, with with the Serbian side. So that should be a good a good game. I fancy Serbia from the start, um, but they've got internal problems I think within their squad um, at the moment, which is probably causing them a few issues. And uh, I think looking forward uh, to seeing Brazil again. I think you, you can't look forward to seeing Brazil and what they're going to bring, but. The one thing I've liked about Brazil, though, seeing seeing them, as I said, I was at the game the other night, and the the it, the tempo at the start of the game, it's quite a bit of a slow build up, and up to forty five minutes, there's there's almost um, you know a, a build of something special, something waiting to happen, and then you'll get to sixty minutes, and the last thirty minutes is almost like a frantic game to watch. They, they make a couple of substitutions, every single player that comes onto the pitch is. I wouldn't necessarily say better than the one before, but they're, they're almost as good, certainly as good as the, as the player that they're coming on for. And they've almost got something to prove by not winning the side. So the last 30 minutes of every every Brazil game up to now has just been amazing, amazing to watch. And I think it'll probably be the same tonight against Cameroon. It's mad because you're looking at the permutations of that group. It, 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 Switzerland can't really afford to be negative, but they know a point will be enough against Serbia if Cameroon fail to beat Brazil, which is which is likely. So they know yeah. what points should do, but Serbia have to go out there and win, which just makes the game more interesting, I guess. Yeah, I, and and if they're op- if they open up Serbia as they did against Cameroon, I mean they should never have drawn that game from a, a comfortable three-one position. It looked like they were going to go and win four and five. And they just opened themselves up. It was terrible defending. How you know the, the pace that Cameroon had, and they were just showing them the right side of the field constantly. It was just little through balls that were, that were going in. Um, I think I think Serbia themselves in the match, though Shane, I think they showed me enough that they can actually cause a lot of problems you know, and open teams up. And I, and I think they'll go for it. But Switzerland are that type of side, probably the most underrated team over the last twenty years. Switzerland, they're not great to watch. But they get if you want a team to get the job done, and if you want a team that you're comfortable in saying that there there could be any side, Switzerland can absolutely just do any side in the, in, the, in this tournament because of how they play. So um, I don't know. I as much as I fancied Serbia before the tournament, seeing Switzerland the way that they play again, I, I think they probably get the job done tonight. I think I think it's probably going to be a draw. Uh, maybe Switzerland late on after after Serbia leave themselves a little bit exposed. We'll get your last 16 predictions maybe in a minute, but um, just on Canada, I saw the coach saying afterwards that they uh, they bent, but they didn't break. Is he kind of telling a bit of a half-truth? Uh, I just think that the way that they lined themselves up in the two games, um, there's a lot of talk about the F-Croatia quote when he, when he spoke about Croatia after the Belgium game. and 
it gives motivation to Croatia. We, we, we're, we're from a part of the world where we jump on anything and we make, we make probably a, big, a bigger deal than it actually was. And I think a lot of Canada didn't expect Croatia to react the way that they react. We know Croatia, they jump on anything like that. You're disrespecting our country, you're disrespecting our, our culture, our people. And they jumped all over it and they used it. They used it to, to, beat, to beat Canada. But more so tactically in that game, I, anyone who's seen, who's seen Croatia know the strength, the midfield three, best in the tournament. And they, they just didn't play a three-man midfield. It was like watching Ireland against Spain in, in 2012 where... You know, Keith Andrews and, and our boys were trying to chase Iniesta and mm. I, I can't remember the three-man midfield they had that day in spin, but Iniesta was definitely one of them. And we, we just couldn't get near them on, on that occasion. It was it was almost identical to that scene, the three, the rotation. Perisic was getting in the game out wide and they, they, they then went forward to, to the game yesterday and just played the same way against Morocco. Morocco's midfield three is probably one of the strengths as well. Morocco, a good side, by the way, and... I, I fancy Morocco to, to beat Spain, as it turns out. Morocco is Morocco Spain, isn't it? I, I, I think Morocco might beat them. Um, right. But, uh, um, but, Jeez. but Morocco's, that's a bit of a Morocco's, bombshell to just Morocco's drop into mid, the chat. Mid, <laughs> I know, I know. We'll, we'll talk about that one in a minute. But Morocco's midfield three is a strength. And he went with a two again. He's gone with a two against the, the strength in midfield. And in the wider areas then, Ziyech and, and Akimi are brilliant down the right for them. They've got a real good understanding how they play play together. There's a bit of madness about them, but there's also a, a really good understanding of how to defend certain situations. And uh, I, I I couldn't believe how he lined them up. I, I just they lost the game in 20 minutes, and they lost the, the Croatia game from 20 minutes uh, into the match to maybe 60 minutes. The game was done before they decided to put an extra man in midfield, and it was exactly the same yesterday. They lost the game in 25 minutes, and second half they had a goal, but. Morocco got themselves back into shape and were fairly comfortable, really. Xavi, <clears throat> uh, Busquets and Xabi Alonso, um, as well as Iniesta. Decent, yeah. Uh, Torres and Silva. Yeah, and they, they, they narrowed up in that game, Adrian, and it was it was such a hard watch watching, watching the lads that night because they were just keeping the ball in the middle of the park and... We, I think they, I think they had a. It was. It might have been a, a tournament record at the time for the most passes. I think it was over a thousand passes in the game that they had, and we we were. Uh, I just felt for for them all because of the overload in, in the central position. We just couldn't get near them. Uh, Kev, Japan, Croatia's <clears throat> jumping out to me as a potential <clears throat> blockbuster round of sixteen game. Like you, you've got, I mean, their manager Moriasu has masterminded wins over you know Luis Enrique and Hansi yeah. Flick teams haven't been one nil down at halftime and both like. Are we yeah. sleeping on Japan a bit? How far can they go in this tournament? Croatia's not an easy last 16 tie. No, I don't think they'll beat Croatia. I think right. Croatia are too good. Uh, I didn't I didn't see enough of the game yesterday against Belgium, really. I know Belgium had chances actually to win it. Lukaku missed a couple of sitters, didn't he, in the game. But um, I, I really fancy Croatia. I think, I think that midfield three in that game, a little bit more rest, perhaps going into the Japan game. Japan just did the energy that they bring and that's that's where I think they could hurt the back line. Um, like Lovren's still in that side. Gavardiol uh, is just, well, I, I don't know. He, he could be anything he wants to be really in the future. So um, defensively is where I'd look at Croatia. But I, I, I really think they're going to start to control that game. And I think as the, as the game wears on, uh, Modric, I mean, Kovacic against Croatia, his, his stats back up, back up stats that Lothar Mateus was, was producing in, in Italian 90 in terms of tackling. I think he had 93% pass completion and, he was just incredible, Kovacic. And everyone was talking about Modric in that game, but it was actually Kovacic and Peris, Perisic. 
they've, they've got a, a lot of different facets to how they can beat aside Croatia. I, I, I think they're going to have. I think they're going to have too much for Japan. Before you do that, one quick one here because there's a good comment in here from you, uh, somebody on YouTube. Bry says the question is, what Ireland player will get into any of their teams? Nada. Which I think is a bit harsh no, because yeah. we'd have a couple of goalkeepers no, that I could think, definitely walk into most teams at least. I know. I'm talking about Australia. I think every. I think probably our starting eleven would get into Australia's starting eleven. Right, you just totally swapped them out. Well, their goalkeeper's actually okay. Matt Ryan's a decent goalkeeper. Our back four's better. Collins, Duffy, whoever you want to put in our back four. Fullbacks, Doherty would would play ahead of them. Uh, Seamus Coleman, uh, if you're going to play James McLean, our back four would play ahead of Australia's midfield. Cullen would get ahead. Um, Irving, I think he's a decent player, actually. Um, But I I still think we'd have better players than them. And up front, whoever, Ogbeni, nice. uh, Parrot, um, Knight, Either. yeah, Knight. I mean, yeah, honestly, look, look, honestly, look at the team and look at the team. I, I honestly think you'd, you'd be hard pushed to pick an 11 that would be, um, that would be better. The Australian 11 to say it'd be better than ours. I, no, I don't see that. Just briefly, Kev, we were talking about this headline in the, in the sun this morning. They've got their, uh, their pull out, Spirit of 66, and they've photoshopped. Declan Rice's face in for Bobby Murray. They've photoshopped Harry Maguire in oh, there as well. Um, what a they're, shot. they're really what getting carried shot, away. I mean, John Giles said last night if he was to put a few bob on anyone at the moment to win the tournament, it would be England. So, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it coming home? Giles is forever neutral like that, isn't he? Um, <laughs> they're good. They're good, aren't they? Um, I, you have to say it. And I think however, whichever way he found to put forward in the side, they, they're... they're I just think he'd give. He, it's more for an opposition as well. Then the opposition know how good Foden is. So all of a sudden, Foden's on the team sheet, and it's like we're going to have to make special allowances for this guy. Are you and sticking you with him? that? And when? Yeah, he's got to play age, and he's the best player. Why? Why? How can you not play him? How can? Mm. How can you not play Foden? And if, if he doesn't, he's going for energy again. And I think they might fall down on a little bit of guile because the, the only thing I'd say is with with Cameroon. Cameroon, uh, sorry, um, Senegal. Senegal are, are such a powerful, strong side, and, and the, the running ability could hurt England certainly in, in wider areas. Cal Walker being in the side certainly going to help England, I think, from from that aspect. But I and, think and when, Rashford, it, when it comes Rashford to Rashford two or no, I could see I because he's got two goals, he's probably going to start him. Mm. If, if you look at the first game against Iran, he, he kept the same side. And there was hardly any any team that played the same eleven. I was surprised he just went with the same eleven. I thought he just would have made two changes, you know, maybe take Mount out, and even though I thought Mount played well against Iran, um, maybe put Foden in and Sterling. Even though he got the goal, I think he could have, he could have dropped Sterling and took him out, and maybe even put Trent Alexander Arnold in at right back against the USA in that second game. Well, you know, it's something that we've, I've spoken to you guys about in the last few days anyway. But he, he decided to go with the same eleven and. It didn't work. It, I, I think I think he has to make one or two changes, and where are those changes going to be? Um, probably, I would say, which I don't think he's going to do, but I think I'd probably take Henderson out. I'd probably put Mount as an eight, just for the uh, uh, maybe a little bit more energy that he might bring to the side. I, I think Mount can absolutely play as an eight, and I and I'd play Bellingham an eight because you've all, you've always got the stability of of playing um, Declan Rice as, as a sitter anyway, and I'd probably keep. I'd be I. I think it'd be harsh to drop one of that front three, but maybe maybe Rashford might come out. But because he got the two, I think Southgate will definitely start him. Mm. So if, I, if I'm thinking about it in my head and how he would do it, I think he's probably going to go with the same 11, even though I do think he should make changes. 
All right, well, we'll see. Uh, certainly doesn't seem to be uh, too many people giving uh, Senegal a shake of it. We'll see how it uh, pans out and catch up with you down the track. There's Thanks. always hope. There's, there's always hope. There's always, always hope. hope. <laughs> Fingers Bye. crossed. I, I, I understand the point. Good man. <laughs> Good luck. Take it easy. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.